I'm Jesse Aredia, and you're listening to Mom Empowered, where I help moms ditch their anger, break free from anxiety, and create the life they've always wanted. This show is for the mom who's ready to become more free and empowered. Hello, ladies. So, as some of you saw recently in my story, which... By the way, if you're not already following me on Instagram, I would love to connect with you there. I have so much fun posting to my stories and sharing all these personal nuggets about my day and what's going on behind the scenes. Um, But if you are following me, then again, you saw my recent announcement that I just wrapped up my second and final month of the keto diet. Uh, I actually did the keto diet back in 2019. I did it for two months, same as this time around. And back then, I mean, wow, my life really changed. Um, And this time around, my life was really changed. I did keto from the beginning of January of this year to the beginning of March, which is this month. And I dropped 20 pounds. I dropped two pant sizes. I dropped a whole bunch of limiting beliefs I had about myself. And I really do feel amazing and and powerful. And I could just go on and on about why this diet means so much to me. And not just in terms of losing weight, but really just in the way it challenges me and pushes me. But that is not what we're talking about today. Instead of diving into that, I actually want to talk about something a little bit more serious, but, but, but related to something funny that happened at the beginning of my keto journey that I think applies so well to all of us in terms of our habits and patterns in our thinking. So first, just to give you a little more context, if you are not familiar with keto, the keto diet is very particular in that for most people, you can eat lots of fats, you can eat plenty of good protein throughout the day, but the one thing you can't eat much of are carbs. In fact, for most people who are trying to get their body into the state of ketosis, which is the whole point of the keto diet, you can't go over 20 grams of carbs in a day. And just to put that into context, one banana has 27 grams of carbs in it, one banana. So yeah, when you're on keto, it's a very, very different kind of lifestyle and diet from what most people are accustomed to these days. Um, But what I want to share with you is that when I started keto at the beginning of January, it was really comical to me, like truly so funny and surprising how frequently I was accidentally popping foods into my mouth that I had to immediately spit back out because I didn't have the carbs to spare for them. So for example, I would be making my kids a yogurt parfait and I would be, you know, sprinkling in, you know, nuts and, and, and blueberries and chocolate chips. And I would, as I'm putting a handful of chocolate chips in their yogurt parfait, I would literally take take a little bit, like take a couple chocolate chips, pop them in my mouth, realize what I had just done, and have to <laughs> spit the chocolate chips back out 
into my hands. And the same thing would happen when I was like pouring them bowls of cereal or when Grant would be finishing making dinner for him and the girls and I'd walk by in the kitchen and I would be like, oh wow, that smells so good. And I would like put put like a forkful into my mouth to sample it. I would I would have it in my mouth, realize what I had just done. And again, I would have to like immediately spit it back out because I didn't have the carbs to spare. I truly didn't. This was like the most ridiculous, but also the funniest thing. And it just kept happening. And the reason it kept happening wasn't because I wasn't committed to keto or because I was just so awful at being disciplined. It was because I had built up these habits and these patterns over time and I couldn't just drop them overnight. Like it, it was a pattern that I had of like, oh, while I'm making my kids snack, I will pop a few in my mouth. Or while I'm, you know, like in the kitchen, I'll sample a food. Like that was just a habit that I had built. It wasn't bad. It was just a habit. And I, now I needed time to build new habits, which I did by, by week two and definitely by week three. I did not think twice about saying no to chocolate chips or Cheerios. I, I did not gravitate toward them. I didn't pop them in my mouth on accident. I was fully self-controlled, very self-aware because I had broken those habits and I had developed new ones over the course of a couple of weeks. And the reason why I'm sharing this with you guys today is because I know that there are some of you who are beating yourself up over habits that you have yet to break. And especially in terms of your thinking, your thought life. Our brains have these things going on inside of them called neural pathways, which in a nutshell is what makes us respond to triggers or respond to situations in certain repetitive expected ways. So for example, if your brain associates a critical remark from your mom or from your husband as being this like terrible guilt or shame inducing thing, without even realizing it or even having much control over it, you will find yourself carrying around shame, even thinking things like, I'm awful, I can't do anything right, I'm a failure, you know, I, I, I'm so unhappy with myself. And this is happening, these thoughts are occurring, not, be, not because you chose them in that moment per se, but because these thoughts have become natural to you through the pattern and neural pathways that have been developed over time. You might even call these a form of intrusive thoughts, because again, it's not that you actively are choosing them or even really welcoming them, but they're still showing up anyway. They're just part of patterns that have been built in your brain over time and this is something that i'm especially passionate about working with moms um with like i i want to help them with their thought life because every mom i have ever worked with has had to work on their thoughts since this is where their emotions their behaviors their struggles their issues the results that they're experiencing in their life everything goes back to what they're thinking and believing about themselves, the stories they're telling themselves. There are patterns in their thinking that have to be broken and turned into something different, which, you know, whether it's in the way they're thinking about themselves or about their marriage or their kids or their faith or their work or their businesses. What we do together is we, we work on helping them choose new thoughts and over time build new neural pathways so that instead of having these constant intrusive thoughts or these negative thoughts that they don't feel 
any control over and thus they don't feel in control over anything instead of that they can now cling to truth and new declarations that produce different behavior and different results in their lives this is this is a form of coaching i do with women and here is what i see happen here's something that i think is just so important to call out here's what's happening here's what may be happening for you if you are already on board with working on your thoughts or working on your behaviors, but you still feel like you're not seeing a difference, what happens is we interfere with our ability to really change things, to really change our thinking and change our habits and change our lives when we are telling ourselves that it should be happening faster, when we tell ourselves that we should be further along by now, when we shame ourselves for not being where we want to be or thinking the way we want to think. Going back to the keto example, this would be like if I were to pop those chocolate chips into my mouth on week one, and instead of just chalk it up to, you know, the fact that I have some habits that need to be broken, I were to instead start to judge myself and shame myself and, and tell myself, well, I guess you can't stick to this diet. Look, Jesse, it's too hard for you to say no to this chocolate. You know, you're a failure for continuing to struggle with this. Even though, even though you didn't even feel like you put the food in your mouth on purpose, like you're a failure because of this. You know, I'm putting shame on myself through that. And then because I'm now feeling this way, I'm feeling the shame and the skill and feeling like a failure, I don't continue moving forward. I give up. I think, well, this is just the way I am. Now I have the proof of it. And I, and I quit the diet altogether and I go back to the way things were. This is what some of you ladies are doing to yourself. You commit to changing things. You commit to changing your thinking and creating new habits, new patterns, new behaviors. But then when it takes a little bit longer than you anticipated, you fall back into this, like the shame cycle. And you tell yourself that you're incapable, that yeah, you're not that you're not worthy of this, that, you, that it's not possible for you to move forward in this. And all that this does is perpetuate the beliefs and the patterns that you're wanting to break in the first place. It just enforces them. Your shame and your judgment of yourself is your demotivator. It's doing the opposite of motivating you. It's what's keeping you stuck. In place instead of moving forward and so today what I want to propose to you is it's time to look at these thoughts it's time to look at your thoughts and the way you're currently thinking and the ones that are specially producing shame because that is not serving you in any way what I want to encourage you to do is to get your thoughts out on paper. I think this is so powerful when you can see them in front of you. And I want you to, once you have them out on paper, I want you to really decide what do you want to do with them? If you recall, this is very similar to the exercise I had you guys do back in January when I did my workshop on meeting your goals for the new year. I had you pinpoint your goals, first of all, and then the actions that you would need to take to, to go after those goals. But then more importantly, I asked you to identify your self-sabotaging thoughts. Like what are those self-sabotaging beliefs that could come into play and like sweep you away from making progress? And then also identify your self-fulfilling thoughts, the thoughts and the beliefs that are going to propel you forward. This is the same principle I'm asking of you here. If you are going to commit to fulfilling whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish, whether it's 
enjoying life as a mom more or overcoming anger in your marriage or developing a closer relationship with God or building a successful business, whatever it is that you're working on right now, if you are going to see progress in this area, you're going to have to be very honest with yourself about three things, which is what I want you to be writing down on a piece of paper. I want you to, number one, first identify and write down all of the thoughts you have about yourself or about this thing or about this goal or about this pattern that could likely sabotage you by creating feelings of shame or failure or lack of motivation. All the things that could keep you stuck where you are instead of moving forward. That's why I want you to, first of all, identify, write down, see in front of you. Again, it's so powerful to actually have it listed out. Then number two, I want you to, and this is not something to write down per se, but just something to really keep in mind for yourself. I want you to be really honest about what all of these thoughts are, all the thoughts that you just listed, what they really are, which is they're just thoughts. They're just thoughts. They're just neural pathways that have been built over time. They're patterns in your thinking that have been developed over the years. They're just thoughts. When you keep that in perspective, what what you'll be doing is you'll help you'll be helping protect yourself from that shame spiral that tends to happen. The shame spiral that tells you something is wrong because you're thinking this way. If you already hold the belief that these thoughts are just thoughts and that and that they're not who you are, they're not your identity, it's so much easier to resist that shame and that guilt and that feeling of failure. So that's number two. That's what I want you to focus on. And then number three, this is something else that you'll be writing down on a piece of paper for yourself. Number three is what are the new thoughts that you are committed to practicing because it takes practice and eventually believing? What are the new thoughts that you want to use to create new neural pathways for yourself that will you to stay focused on your goals and feel emotionally healthier and build better habits. When you focus on these three things, the thoughts you're currently having, the fact that those thoughts really are just thoughts, period, matter of fact, it's just all it is, and then focus on the new thoughts you want to practice and form new belief in. When you do these three things, what ends up happening is you see yourself remaining committed to your goals. You see yourself making progress in different areas of your life so much faster because you're no longer held back. You're not bogged down by the shame spiral. And because you actually have a plan and are actively working on your thought life to help you develop new patterns and new behaviors. I've seen this happen with so many of my clients. I I, I was trying to think of a, a perfect example to share with you guys. And one that comes to mind is last spring, I was working with a woman who had ADHD. She was diagnosed with ADHD like in her young adult life. Now she was in her 40s and she was still struggling in many aspects of her life because of it. She did not feel organized whatsoever. She was struggling to stay on top of things in her life because of what she was telling herself about her ADHD, not necessarily because of her ADHD. And here's how we know, here's how we know that this is true. She was carrying around all the shame for not making progress faster. But once we started working on those thoughts that she was having and her beliefs about herself and her beliefs about her life and her ADHD, once we worked on those and helped her build new beliefs, 
all of these pieces started to fall together and she actually ended up finding like the best methods for her to stay organized. She, she was getting things done. She was pulling her life together. She like was building her business and making so much more momentum than she had for years. And it wasn't because she stumbled upon this magic formula. Like, please, please do not miss this. It is not because she found this perfect strategy, this magic formula. Really, all that happened was all that happened for her was that she had taken the blinders off in her mind to see what was already right in front of her. That's what some of your thoughts are doing right now to you. They are becoming blinders. They are keeping you from seeing what's right in front of you. And once you learn how to remove those thoughts, build new thought patterns, you will be able to see so much more clearly. You will see all the possibilities right in front of you. And it's almost like going back to like the keto, the, the keto example I shared at the beginning. It's like, instead of just popping chocolate chips in your mouth by default, it's like all of a sudden now you have this awareness and the self-control to choose different foods and, and to do it with so much more ease and, and, and to do it to the point where the idea of indulging on chocolate chips never even crosses your mind anymore. That that's that's what I want to see happen for you in everything in your thinking and in, in the new things you're going after, the goals you're pursuing. There's one more thing I want to say on this topic, and it goes back to last week's conversation on how you're not what you think you are. And sometimes we label ourselves and we confuse our identity with where we are in our progress. If you remember, we talked about like, Mary Grace is not mean, she's just still learning how to share. I want to bring that conversation back up again because it applies here too. It is so easy for us to want to label ourselves or base our identity of ourselves, base, base that on what it is that we're thinking and feeling and experiencing. It is so easy for us to want to do that. And this is another form of casting judgment and casting shame on ourselves, which again, it only keeps us stuck in place. It does not serve us in any way. So here's what I want to propose. This is the last thing I want to share with you. I want to propose that we all commit to letting our thoughts be thoughts. Allow yourself to practice separating your thoughts from who you are as a person, from who, you're, who you are and what your identity is. Separate those two. Even if it might take time, work on separating those two. For example, you might have intrusive thoughts that are darker in nature, but that does not make you broken. That does not make you inherently flawed or unworthy of emotional wellness. It does not make you incapable of moving forward. Your identity as a child of God especially remains the same. You are still saved. You are still redeemed. You are still called out of darkness and you are free. You are still free. You just might not yet have the thoughts to match that freedom, so to speak. And this is where coaching and learning how to manage your thought life really can be so powerful. But again, this is the last thing I want to leave you with. Your thoughts really can be just thoughts. You are not what you are thinking. That is not your identity. Your thought patterns really are just that. They are patterns and patterns can be broken. So I hope that this has been an encouragement to you that it has been eye-opening for you. And as always, I want to invite you to hop on a free call with me if my coaching program sounds like something that you might be ready for. It would be an honor 
to get to work with you on these things to help you learn how to truly manage your thoughts and your emotions and build new patterns and step into more freedom, um, you can go to jessiearedia.com forward slash empowerment call if you're ready to take that next step. But either way, it is always such a pleasure to serve you and to share my own journey with you. You ladies are so amazing at cheering me on. And it's, it's really fun to know that even personal things like me doing the keto diet has been a source of inspiration to some of you. So all that being said, I love you ladies and we will chat again next week.